0: Welcome to the MP3 Podcast, Mastering Personality, Perspective, and Productivity, where we believe you need a stronger foundation for a higher elevation. We invite you to listen as we talk about personality, to connect and understand, perspective to explore and shine, and productivity to demonstrate and resolve. And now, your hosts, Ariel Kopack and Roger Volkov
1: Are you playing to win or not to lose? Sometimes hard to determine which you're doing. Playing to win involves risking it all. It involves focusing forward and not looking back. When you're playing not to lose, you're holding on to what you have. Not willing to take that next level of risk because it might require letting go of what you're holding on to. Many famous athletes and coaches talk about the concept of playing to win versus playing not to lose. I think we all know that the greats, champions, are the ones who play to win. They're the ones who leave it all out on the field. They're the ones who move forward when the game seems lost. The ones who never stop pursuing that win. In life, this can get a little complicated. When do you play to win versus not to lose? Should you always play to win? Is it acceptable sometimes to play, not to lose? When is the risk too great? How do you assess a risk tolerance when it's not just a game, but life on the line? How do you play the game of life? There's a quote from an all-star player and champion, Tom Brady, that helps to illustrate this point. Roger.
2: Yeah, here's the quote. Tom Brady said, I think that at the start of a game, you're always playing to win. And then maybe if you're ahead late in the game. You start playing not to lose. The true competitors, though, are the ones who always play to win. That was New England quarterback, soon-to-be Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback, (laughs) Tom Brady. So, Ariel, what does that make you think of? Do you have a story associated with that?
1: When thinking about the story that most resonates with me in the playing to win versus playing not to lose is a moment from when I was 23 years old. And I was being recruited to move out to California. And I remember being recruited and my response upon the request to move to California, leave Wisconsin, leave my family and friends behind to pursue a professional opportunity, my response was, I don't want to go. I don't want to leave Wisconsin. I don't want to move to California which is funny because every time someone hears that I moved to California, they think, oh, you went for the nice weather and the beach and the California lifestyle and right? all of that. And My response is, nope. I said, I don't want to go.
2: That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <Why do> you- <laughs> I'm jumping at that chance, but something else was going on for you, right?
1: Yes. So I didn't want to leave Wisconsin. I was very happy, very content in my life with Wisconsin. So When I was doing, I guess you could say, the assessment, and clearly there was something that appealed to me because I continued to consider it, to continue to have conversations. And a lot of back and forth, a lot of assessing what was the right move. And I didn't know what to do because there was a great professional opportunity, but so much that I didn't want to leave behind. And I remember racking my brain, thinking about it, asking for advice from mentors, praying about it. And I remember one moment in the shower just hit me I said, why would I leave? I love my apartment. I love my friend group. I'm very happy with how my life is set up right now. I'm happy financially, content professionally. I have a manager who I get along great with and I know will help me with my professional aspirations. I'm doing okay financially with my full-time career and part-time job on the side. I thought, why would I leave? I'm completely content. And then I realized... I am 23 and I'm completely content. And I said, that's just not right. Yeah, that doesn't Um, sound
2: right to me either.
1: (laughs) Well, it was kind of a hard realization because to think everything's good, why would I leave? Was the realization that if I didn't leave, I wouldn't grow. You don't grow Mm. in a place of true contentment. And there's nothing wrong with being content, but it was a realization that at 23 years old, I wanted to grow more than I wanted to be content. So that was my moment of realization that I wanted to play to win. I didn't want to play not to lose. And the things I feared losing, I probably wouldn't truly in the long run lose. But I was willing to, I guess you could say, lose them in the short run in order to play to win in the long run.
2: What a great frame up for that. I hear you. Yeah. It's interesting when you said it, you said you have that perspective shift of playing not to lose versus playing to win. Something you said in the monologue really made me think it was, is it time looking forward or is it time spent not looking back? I spent a lot of time in the not looking back area. And when I was around 23, 24, I was not looking forward. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I had a regret of not pursuing a relationship with a friend, Karen. I thought I knew what I wanted. And it turned out I was focused on what I'd grown up with all my life, with which was make the quote unquote right choices, right? That had been instilled in me for forever make the right choice. Well, how do you know what the right choice is? I don't know what the right choice is. And so making decisions like that really hampered me. And I believe now years later that it was fear. It was fear about doing the wrong thing, not about doing the right thing, but fear of doing the wrong thing and the uncertainty that comes with, well, how are you ever going to know if it's the right thing? I don't know. Never know. You never know. It's interesting because you went out to California to grow,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: right? You made the choice to grow. You didn't know it was going to be out there. You knew it was here. Definitely knew it was here. So staying here could have been seen as a not to lose, but you were playing to win and you played to win to grow and meet new people and new opportunities and grow yourself. I hear you. Big risk, risk reward.
1: It was a big risk and definitely expanded my comfort zone and grew a lot. And thank you for sharing that experience, Roger, because it's so easy to look back and identify when you made a fear-based decision in the past But it's really hard to identify when you're doing that now.
2: Mm -hmm. It really is. I think about it in terms of this way. When you first started talking about this topic, we were talking about, you said, well, what is the difference? He said, what's the difference between playing not to lose and playing to win? And the first image I got, remember, I'm a visual thinker, (laughs) it was like the difference between large and small. That's what it came down to for me, large and small. Playing not to lose reminds me of the people I used to work with in the corporate world, many of whom were content. And they were doing the bare minimum to get by, and I could not understand why they weren't doing more. And my attitude was always of, I wanted to do more to play to win, but I didn't know to play to win at what, right? We'll talk about that in a little bit, but I didn't know what it was I (laughs) I wanted to win at. I knew there were some bigger things, but I just hadn't defined for myself what they were. But when I look at it, if I had to write down or draw a picture, I would draw a small circle in a big circle. You know how I am at drawing things, right? That's the Mm -hmm. way I explain concepts, and so. That's what I think of not putting a value judgment on either one of them, either one of them at all, but it goes back to what is your risk tolerance for taking the option to play to win big or play to win.
1: Right. What you said about assessing the game, Right. what game are you playing and what game are you playing to win versus not to lose? I, I was having a conversation with a client recently and we were talking about how in some sports that he plays with his clients or with his kids, He said, these are things that I'm just playing for fun and I'm playing to keep up. Essentially, he's playing not to lose or to not lose at an embarrassing level. But there are a lot of games that he plays that he's not trying to be the winner. He's just enjoying the journey, just participating, just playing the game. And that's a wonderful thing. You don't need to... Now, some have that very, very competitive nature. But you don't necessarily have to play to win every game that you play right? But it is important to identify what games in life are you playing to win and what games are you playing to lose? And we do tend to fall into patterns of playing not to lose and letting it fall into games where we actually want to win. We have to assess that in each situation. And that was for me in the story with California, I realized personally professionally, I wanted to play to win. I was in a state where I was ready for challenge. I wanted to grow. And... myself in a position where I didn't have a choice, kind of corner myself in a way of forcing that level of growth because you're not playing to win if you don't get into the game.
2: Exactly. Exactly. It reminds me of the games that I was playing and I was in the sales game for a while and it was always a game of, well, there's all kinds of gamesmanship in there. (laughs) I was playing somebody else's game. I was playing their game of get promoted. I was playing their game of get the accolades. I was playing their game of this is what it takes to move up in the organization. This is what it takes to be successful. They were kind of molding the picture of what it looks like to be quote unquote successful. What I was missing was the question of I'm not playing my own game or what game do I want to be playing? I was wrapped up in what I thought my goals and my dreams were, but I really wasn't. And it wasn't until I started opening up and listening a little more. When I started to pay attention to the things that I enjoyed doing, the people I enjoyed meeting, the work that I enjoyed doing, and places that I wanted to be, where I realized, oh, wait a minute, I guess I do have a choice in what I want to do and what game I'm playing. It either happened to me or I was happening to it, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Identifying what games you want to play and into what level, I think, is really important. And that's why I love that we dig into these topics and these questions and these statements of playing to win versus playing not to lose because it's so easy to put a blanket statement over you should always play to win versus playing not to lose. It's easy to say that. And there's nothing wrong with that statement. It's a good and it's powerful, it's a motivating statement. But you brought up a great point there, Roger, about identifying what games you want to play and at what level. And for some areas of your life it's okay to play not to lose. And I know that might sound controversial or counterintuitive, but it's okay to have some areas in which you say this right now, at least I'm playing not to lose and that's okay. But in this area of my life, I'm going to play to win. As you said, the lack of value judgment, it's about identifying what's your game. What's the game that you want to play? What's the game that you want to win that you almost need to win? That was the case for me with California was I didn't need to win the game. I knew I could progress really well financially, professionally, all of that in Wisconsin. But I knew internally, my game was growth. My game was challenge. My game was development. That was the game that I needed to play to win at that time in my life. That was what I knew in my gut. Listening to yourself, identifying what's the game that you want to win in your life is a starting question.
2: That's a great question. So building on that, Ariel, how the heck do we know what winning looks like?
1: You have to define it for yourself. (laughs) I know that's a perhaps unsatisfying answer. But you have to define what winning looks like for yourself. And if that is growth, personally, professionally, spiritually, identify what that growth looks like. But I think identifying the arena in which you're playing so you know what it looks like to win is really important. And that will obviously change as the game changes. The parts that will change is how you win or how you assess the situation to get to the next, if we're bringing in sports, the next touchdown or the next goal. but. Define your game. Define your arena. Define what winning looks like. Because if you don't define what winning looks like, yeah, how can you win?
2: And you're so right. I would answer the question the same way, right? And one of the things you do, you said you got to dig a little deeper, right? And it's asking yourself. I look at it this way, like having that heart to heart with yourself, asking yourself, "Well, what do I want? What do I really want?" And not being afraid of those answers. So. We can ruminate on it. We can think about it. But one of the things I found, I like to just grab a sheet of paper and write down, What do you want? And you know how many times I do that? How often? I try to do it now, probably once, twice, occasionally three times a week, at least once or twice a week. What do I want? And you know what? The answer changes. Mm -hmm. The answer does change gradually. It's not like this week I want this, next week I want that. Over time, it kind of changes. And it's a listening exercise right listening to what i'm saying what comes out so i picture somebody across from me a friend who is asking me "Roger what do you want?" <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how about we write it down this time sometimes it's material things sometimes it's relationship wants sometimes it's life wants sometimes it's career or business things whatever is there and i'm surprised at what sometimes shows up on the paper but that is a good indicator into figuring out what game i'm playing and what i think winning tends to look like.
1: It's such a powerful question. When I ask my clients that question, and often response is, oh, going for the easy questions, because it is a tough question yeah. to honestly ask, what do you want? As you said, it's a scary question. It's scary to allow yourself to admit what you really want, what game you want to play, what game you want to win. And that ties into the fear, right? Part of the reason that we play not to lose is because of the fear of what we'll lose. And we don't allow ourselves to define what we want. We don't allow ourselves to identify what game we want to play and what winning looks like out of the fear of loss. And that fear can hold us back from even defining what we want, what you want. So in order to let go of the fear, you really have to identify what it is that you fear losing. Make that clear. As you said, make what you want clear, but then also make what it is that you fear you will lose if you pursue it very clear. Because if you don't, I assure you it's there and it's holding you back. Clarifying is extremely important because then you can actually assess, is this a game I want to play to win? Because oftentimes when you assess it, truly, you'll realize the things that you fear losing, you're probably either not going to lose or you're putting more weight on it than what it is that you want to win. Or it's perhaps just letting go for a period of time. And that's a hard thing to embrace. But one thing I learned from my neurolinguistic programming practitioners was They said when it comes to weight, they were talking about to our group, when it comes to weight, don't say lose weight because lose mentally means something you'll find again. So drop the weight, get rid of the weight, but not lose the weight Mm. because that's assuming that you'll get it back. I think that ironically can be tied to this a little bit with the fear of loss, the fear of losing. Mm -hmm. Is it something that you can regain? Is it something that you maybe put aside or lessen the importance in for a while, such as sometimes in sports they lose some yardage in order to get the play. Right? There's maybe some initial loss. and You can assess if that is a part of the bigger picture, could lead to something greater because it's something that you might gain back.
2: That's really powerful. I think I'm going to start eating differently now. <laughs> no, it's very, very true what you're saying about what we, the words and the language that we tell ourselves and the way we think. There's a lot there. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to this. There is fear with every choice. Let's just accept that. Yes. And what is one of the things you say about naming fears?
1: As soon as you face it, it's immediately lost some of its power.
2: Right, right. So there's something there. I wanted to make sure we got that in too. You said something about guarantees and losing. We were talking about that a little earlier, not in the podcast, but in a separate conversation.
1: Yes. There is a guarantee that you're risking loss, a great loss when you play to win. So when you're playing to win you're acknowledging that you're putting a lot on the table. You're acknowledging that there is a lot you could lose. It's the difference in basketball of going for the two-pointer versus the three-pointer. There is more risk of losing when you go for the three-pointer. There is a risk when you play to win. But if you play not to lose, you're holding on to a false security that you won't lose. Just because you're playing not to lose doesn't mean that you definitely won't lose. There's still a chance of losing. I think that goes back to some of our previous conversations about the sense of control. Sometimes that sense of control is false. It's a false sense of security that we give ourselves. Sometimes playing not to lose can give a false sense of security. But when you play to win, you are letting go of that false sense of security, because when you're playing not to lose, you're guaranteeing that you will not essentially win. When you're playing to win, you're accepting a risk of loss, but you're increasing the chances that you may win. It's the acceptance of the guarantee that you will not win if you play not to lose.
2: Well put. It reminds me that I know for quite some time, I fell into a pattern of playing it safe. I always played the look back, uh, play not to lose because it was safe. And it meant a number of things that we brought up here, not facing fears, not making decisions. I was recently reading some stuff about decisions. <laughs> Book I was reading Decisive. And one of the things in there is, it says is just know that you may be wrong. It's okay to be wrong, but you've made a decision and just accept that it's wrong if you're putting value judgment on right and wrong. And that I'd started to think about that years before, like getting out of that wrong versus right thinking and just take the chance. What's the worst that could happen? And taking that measured risk and my tolerance grew and grew and grew to take that chance to getting out of a nine to five job and taking on my business, you started a business, realizing that, yeah, there's more out there if we play to win. And if we're aware of being stuck in a pattern, right, being able to look at yourself and say, what pattern am I in and is it a pattern and do I want to break out of that pattern? (laughs) Right. So that feeds back to what you were saying about choice and just maybe looking at it with a different set of glasses or filters.
1: Mm -hmm. I think with what you're saying, you drew an awareness that the more that you play to win, the more you're able to acknowledge when you're playing not to lose. I think it's a lot easier to be aware of when we're playing to win because that risk is apparent. Mm-hmm. That fear is known. You know that you're putting on the table risking it, which then allows you to be a lot more aware of when you're playing not to lose. Assessing where you're at and what your risk tolerance is is so key. And thinking about what not to lose, there's a lot of risk tolerance assessing that we're talking about here. And the key piece to this, I think, is one of the greatest things to not lose is yourself. If you play not to lose, you risk losing yourself. Even more specifically, perhaps who you want to be. But if you play to win, you may find and expand who you become because growth is always outside of your comfort zone. This we know to be true.
2: What great takeaways.
1: Until next time, this is Ariel and Roger, helping you to master your personality, perspective, and productivity. Thanks for listening.
0: Be sure to follow Ariel and Roger on your favorite social media channels and to rate the show highly where you listen to your podcasts. Now, Ariel and Roger have three asks of you. Share this with at least one person who may benefit from this content. Capture your three takeaways from this episode and visit www.mp3-podcast.com to subscribe to the podcast and to get contact information for your hosts along with their upcoming coaching and speaking events. Thanks for listening to MP3, Mastering Personality, Perspective, and Productivity, where we believe you need a stronger foundation for a higher elevation.